Welcome to the Jesus Movement Podcast, presented by Awaken the Dawn. We host conversations so you can hear stories from across the movement, receive fresh biblical insights, and gain practical tools to experience more of Jesus's presence in your life, ministry, and city, because we believe Jesus changes everything. Hey, everybody, this is David Valier, and welcome to the Jesus Movement Podcast presented by Awaken the Dawn. And I am so excited that I have one of my favorite people, musicians, artists, and just like just the most overall cool person, in my opinion. Uh, I've got Misty Edwards here with us live. We're actually in Kansas City right now, or Grandview, if you, you know, if you want to get technical. But Misty, it's so great to have you on this podcast with me today. It's, oh, I love it. Yeah. Uh, you know, we just flew in here. And, uh, you know, one of the first things I thought of was like, we got to talk. It's misty. You know, it's just, if you want to talk worship, you want to talk music, that's what I love about you is it's not just, oh, hey, I'm a worship leader, but like you're a musician. You love melodies and, yes. and theory and all the things. And I love that about you. But most of all, just you as a person, just what you carry uh, both in, in worship and just in a relational aspect is is so amazing. And it's just been an honor to get to know you and a joy, really. Uh, well, it's mutual. Yeah. Very mutual. Oh, well, thank you. K- kindred spirits are hard to find. It, for real. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And I do feel that with you. And, for sure. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's so awesome. So I just want to jump right in. You know, on this podcast, we, we just like to hear about, you know, your journey, where you've been in life. I know many of us are aware that are probably listening to this of your story and, you know, your background. But just to kind of do a little quick refresher, you're mostly known for your worship and your songs and, and all of that. Could you just give like a, just a brief overview of what got you into all of this? You know, yeah. House of Prayer, leading worship, writing songs, you know, creativity. What was kind of your first step into this? Yeah, well, it's kind of an interesting question because I did grow up with music. My mom's a music teacher, but I never thought of myself as a musician or a singer. My sister was a singer. My brother was a worship leader. So it was their thing. So you can even ask anybody around here. I said for the first three years of IHOP, I'm not a singer. I'm not a singer. I'm yeah. not a singer. <laughs> I'm not a singer. I do like two or three chords. You know, I, my mom was a music teacher, but I literally cannot remember a single lesson. Oh, wow. How long did she teach? Like just in school or just... she taught privately at home. Oh, she wow. taught, um, Piano. I mean, she has a degree in voice. Wow. So she would teach voice, but she sings more opera, more classical. And so when you're a kid, it's like, no, thank you. You're right. Yeah. You're like, I am not doing that. I, but now know. I wish I would have learned. I'm like, oh, I could have paid attention. I could have spared myself so much trouble. Right. <laughs> but I, I thought music was kind of manipulative. I wanted to be a lawyer, fight for social justice. A lawyer. That was what I was hoping to become. Whoa. Who knows if I would have ever done it. You'd but. actually probably be a really great lawyer. I do argue well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would love to see that. Like yeah. in like some multiverse out there, like Misty Edwards, the lawyer. The lawyer. That, would be, yeah, <laughs> that would be really cool. The bad thing about a lawyer is they mostly do paperwork. So I probably would right. have been bored out of my mind. Right. Right. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So when the House of Prayer started is really when I kind of fell into music. Because there was only like 25 of us on staff or even smaller than that. I was one of five interns and we were going 24 hours a day, seven days a week, nonstop live music. So everybody and their mother and their aunts and their uncles and their dogs were singing. (laughs) Like we were all singing. (laughs) Right, everybody all all day. It was all hands on deck. Wow. Yeah, so I kind of just fell into it. Uh, But I remember the first time I led at IOP, I, I literally knew like two chords and... 
I ran out of the room. I had to go for two hours. And you can't stop because the fire cannot go out, right? And you're talking about that's the first time you've led on a mass level? Yeah. I mean, wow. this was back in the trailer, so there were no cameras. This was oh, know, 20 still, years I mean, ago. Gosh, yeah. It's like, yeah. hey, go lead worship and then go for two hours. Whoa. Yeah, and I'm not a <laughs> worship leader at all. And I remember I ran out of the room, and I was like, I will never wow. do that again. Wow. But then over time, of course, I fell in love. I fell in love with it because I fell in love with the prophetic. Yeah. I fell in love with the spontaneity. I fell in love with the the spirit. And then I began to love music more and more and more. I mean, I love, I like music growing right, up. Right, right. And I just, it just kind of happened. And I found that river within. And when I created music from that river within, yeah. and then, you know, collaborating with some fantastic bands that the Lord brought. Right. Yeah. I remember some of your older band. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember the guy. He was a drummer. Paco. Paco. Man, I remember soul watching those my videos. Soul, yeah. Heart of my heart. Like, I just remember seeing that guy. I was like, that dude's got the juice. Like, you know, and Cassie and, you know, all. Oh, yeah. You know, that that band was like. Brandon Hampton. Yeah, Brandon Hampton. David yeah. Brimer. All yeah. those guys were on my team. John yeah. Zarello. All those guys I, I remember seeing and just like, I've never heard anything like that before. They seemed to really like. You know, because you could you could go to churches and or even like bands, bars, whatever. You could see bands that like spend time together, and then other like guys who are gigging. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You guys were not gigging. Like this was yeah rooted deep. There was a flow. There was an understanding, and that was just so cool, so unique. At least for me, yeah. as a young person, just watching that, I'd never saw anything like that before. We didn't know what we were doing. You know, yeah. it was just kind of the house of prayer. Kind of just started. I mean, at that point, it'd been going for a little while, but. I think we were just creating, you know, we were following the instinct right, and those right. are fantastic musicians too. So it's not all instinct. They're, they're very skilled, but looking back, I go, that was a really special time for me. It was really special. And so I'm curious. And one of the things when, when you were talking about, you know, you started and you didn't know what you were doing. Did you ever really have anyone that was kind of mentoring you through this? Like, was there a key person, you know, like hmm. for me, I can look back and say, Susie yeah, Uriah was, yeah. you know, she's like my spiritual mother. Like she taught me all things worship. Like, was there someone like that mm-hmm. for you? That's an interesting question. I would say from a distance, for sure. I mean, Kevin Prosh. Oh, yeah. Oh, we would love be, Kevin. Yes. Yeah. Someone that I watched from a distance. I didn't know him personally at the time. The House of Prayer really formed, oddly enough, Mike Bickle, who's not even a musician. Right, but his heart. He no, feels yeah, stuff. Like right. he, he'll go, oh, do that again, or that song, or that, that melody. You right. know, he was always pulling that kind of stuff out. So as far as mentoring step by step, it would, I mean, honestly, it would be more Mike. Wow. Than, <laughs> which but, is weird. But isn't that interesting? Because like people that are listening, you know, even myself, I would not have expected that answer. Yeah. Like, I'm, yeah. you know, I was thinking you would say like some, you know, grand musician who we never heard of. But yeah, isn't no. that cool by, you know, facilitating an atmosphere, honestly, where you're actually... Uh, through Mike's enablement of go and do this, you're actually learning before the Lord. Yes. With friends, with people you trust. Like, that's so unique. Yeah. Like, wow. I think because it was so much spontaneity, because at least 50% of what we do, and honestly, it's more like 80%, right. is spontaneous. And so I learned very early to follow my instinct, wow. the subliminal flow of thought, wow. and not really think about, is this musically allowed or not. Right, right. I we're just did it. Go. Yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah. okay, we're just going to do it. And yeah. leaning into my band and not overthinking it actually created a flow. If that makes sense. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because we were going from the subliminal flow of spontaneity. Right. I mean, the, the beauty of the House of Prayer is just constant spontaneity. Yeah. Which is, again, I think has changed so many people's lives. And, and honestly, given a generation permission to have a different sound yeah. and to do things in a new way. Like I think of pioneers in worship and I would say our modern day, like I think of the house of prayer. I think of, I, I am biased when I say this morning star Absolutely worship, morning uh, you know, star. I mean, I will always be pro morning star worship. Susie, Don, Leonard, you guys oh, are amazing. Those guys, right up there's Kevin Brush. Oh yeah. So yeah. influential like, to it, me. Amazing. And, and you know, you see that kind of stuff and you're, you're like, wow. Like I know you, because I know you, Misty, and I know you would probably never say this, but I'm going to say it for you. You changed a whole generation. You, wow. like, enabled people to, like, man, I remember, you know, there's that meme. <laughs> you, have you seen that meme when it's, like, first time hearing a Misty Edwards song? And then yes, it goes, I you, you go, said like, that to me. <laughs> like, that was, like, that's real. Like, that's a yeah. real thing. Like, and, and, like, it's, to me, it's, like, a, the highest compliment because, like, that's really how I felt. I remember, and many others, pressing play, you know, hearing these songs and being like, where did I just go? You know, like not only musically, but spiritually, like a connection with the Lord. And wow, just, it, it's just so great to to be able to look back at that and then see where we are now, yeah. you know, and where we're going and, and just the different expressions of worship that were once kind of niche. Now people are mainstream. Yeah. 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 Even to the point where we're like, well, what's next? You know, yeah, I'm at that point. <laughs> yeah, well, that was going to be my next question yeah. for you. Well, it's a kind of a twofold question, but, you know, kind of hearing where you came from and the sound that you created. My first part of the question is, you know, what's what's Misty doing, you know, like yeah. these days and where do you see yourself going? And then second, and we can get to this in a minute, but would be where do you see worship going? Yeah. And like in, in good and bad ways, like let's not just talk about the good, like you know, are there some things that we need to correct or are there some things that maybe we need to do less of or more of, you know, just yeah. that kind of thing. But first off, yeah, what are you doing now? Like what's happening? And Yeah, I know I've kind of been missing in action as far as the public eye, not so much on social media or even leading at IHOP, but I am here in Kansas City yeah. full-time in the prayer room traveling a little bit, but I was living in Jerusalem for about 18 months in and out. So jealous. So yeah, you should be because it's amazing. Yeah. It looks, I remember you posted a video once of this street performer you and his melody yeah. sticks with me always. That like, guy, it's so cool. I know. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to be married, but I would have married him. <laughs> 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 I, was, I mean, his voice was just like, I don't even know what he was singing about, wow. but it was so beautiful. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It was, it was honestly one of the most beautiful melodies I've ever heard. And in just the streets yeah. and everything, it just looks so unique and cool. Yeah. And then it really put me in a, a, the perfect spot because I was right out, right above the outdoor shook, the outdoor market. Oh, so cool! It was right before COVID. Oh, so, perfect. You know, yeah. yeah. So I did that for about eighteen months, but then I've been back since twenty twenty, and I am discipling, doing a lot of leadership stuff, yeah. and then musically, I'm kind of playing it by ear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny. Right before we we started this, Misty and I were actually talking about like life on the other side, yeah, like uh, yeah. just kind of like. At Missy and I both have been leading worship kind of in a, in a leadership role, not kind of, in leadership roles yeah. for decades, really. And uh, I, I've actually transitioned into a new role and, and had some time where I could, you know, just see from the other side, like as a attendee, you know, yeah. and, and just, we were just talking about the difference that yeah. it really is. And like, wow, it's just like, wow, I have no responsibility, you know, in that leading exactly. worship moment. And uh, it's really nice, you know, it is and, nice. <laughs> and, but it'll always be in us, you know, and the leading and the, and the worship and all that. And that those seasons aren't over, but it's just like those little moments of like, 
being able to go to a worship service and like fully just soak it in. Yes. Wow. So yes. we get it now. All you guys who are listening, like we understand. I know. I'm mad the enjoyment all, I'm that you mad guys at get all to the have. Bums that just sit there. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it's, just it's, kidding. You know, it's a real treat to be able to go and just. Worship the Lord just in full abandonment. I was even telling Misty, like, you can even be there and just be like, I'm going to fully engage or maybe I'll just observe and soak it in. Like, wow. just No, it's been nice, especially being here at the House of Prayer, because for 20 years, you know, I was leading six, minimum of six sets, usually twice that month, every week, which is amazing. And I actually love immersion. I thrive in immersion. So I think that's a fantastic schedule. But to be back here... And to just see the musicians that the Lord's brought to this house yeah, and the humility and the, to receive from that has been yeah. really sweet. Y'all do have some really killer musicians here. I know. Uh, we're actually in a studio here in the prayer room and uh, there's a guy playing named Philip Yu. Oh, and yes. every time I've had Misty out, I'm always like, bring yes. Philip. Because this, this guy can play like an orchestral piece. And like, who knows what else he'll bring in. Yeah. And it looks like he's just standing there. I know. <laughs> and it's just like the most magical thing you've ever heard in your life. And yeah, so the musicians that you guys have brought up here have just We've been incredible. We've really good ones. Yeah, We've yeah. been very blessed. Yeah, the list just goes on and on. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's crazy. So yeah, as we were talking about that, we kind of heard where you're going and what you're doing these days. But like worship in general, like yeah. what's your take on it? Like, do you have a hot take? Yeah. Do you have like a... Maybe like just kind of like, oh, I think it's great. Or maybe do you have something yeah. most people don't think of? Just curious. I mean, honestly, this may be bad. I don't actually listen to a lot of worship music. Hey, Misty, me neither. <laughs> okay. Can I really tell you the people I listen to? Yeah. Like there's three. You, Sarah McMillan. Yes, of I think it's, a, now that I'm saying it out loud, it's all girls. <laughs> you, Sarah McMillan, and Susie. Oh, yeah. The only three worship players I listen I to. I love Sarah and Susie. Don't judge me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't listen to a lot. I mean, yeah. I've, I'm in music all yeah. day, so I hear the new stuff, but I hear it secondhand. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's just I'm I'm in music so much. That's why I don't listen to a lot. Right. So I don't have a really good feel for where the worship movement is necessarily. Yeah. But I do think that there's a certain formula that people can get in. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, once you get into a formula, there's nothing wrong with that, but it loses something. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be my negative. But the positive is that because of where the music industry is, anybody, everybody, whosoever can do it. Right. You can record an album very inexpensively. Right. You can learn to play an instrument. You can, I like the fact that anybody can do it right now. Yeah. That is exciting to me that the hierarchy of music has dissolved. Yeah. And I think that that's God because he wants little houses of prayer all over the world or little worship moments. He wants the people to do the stuff, yeah, not to just be the rock star. So I think that part is really exciting that people are doing the stuff. Yeah. I'm right there with you. I've felt, you know, even, you know, talking with our Awaken the Dawn team and all this kind of thing is that the empowerment message for creatives and musicians is where we need to lean into. Absolutely. So like the separation between, hey, here's the anointed ones and here are the rest of you has to dissolve. Yes. Because there is such a sound and a creativity. Like you can even probably speak to this, Misty, like the most anointed worship moments usually don't come from this worship leader singing this amazing song. It's when the room engages. Like for instance, the voice is lifted up. Yes. The shouts that extend past the feelings of even comfortability. Like, is comfortability a word? Is that a word? Uh, sure. Well, I'm going to make it a word. But being comfortable <laughs> or, you know, like, you know, those those kinds of moments where 
it's everyone, yes. you know, and I feel just like you're saying, there is that empowerment where it's like, there's no more hierarchy. Yeah. It's just like this person, you know, in, uh, you know, Saskatchewan has a song yes. and it's anointed and they could release it like that. And it's yes. unto the Lord. Yes. And we all get to enjoy it. Yes. No, I love that. And I do think that there's a, more and more of a hunger for, for presence. Worship. Yes. Yes. And because yeah. we've learned to put on a pretty good show. Yeah. In the worship world. Right. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. You know, I like lights and all that kind of stuff. And so we've learned how to put on a show, but I think there's a real hunger for presence. Yeah. And I believe God is going to show up in our worship times. Yeah. With healings, like actual healings. Yeah. Not a man calling out sickness on a, on a stage necessarily, right. but in our worship, our vertical worship, where there will be signs and wonders and healings and deliverance and people really encountering God. And even if that's just a simple love song and people are just crying and weeping and loving God, that's as, that's as big of a miracle as anything Yeah, when the heart is tender. So I think that's where it's going. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. I, I love that. I am in a hundred percent agreement with you there. Yeah. And I think, I think it's exciting times. Like I love, you know, the nameless faceless, you know, prophecy. Like I, I love that. Uh, I have heard it a gazillion times to the point where like there's been some cynicism come up, yeah, you know, like, cause I'm not going to try to come across as like, oh, I'm leaning into that. Sometimes I'm like, Ugh. but I really do feel like we might actually be stepping into that. I wonder, you know, everything and that's so, going on in the world right now, like, I'm like, I'm like this, this could be it. You know, this could be the time where this song comes out and we might not even know whoever wrote it. Right. Right. But it impacts the world, right. you know, and it, and it ministers to the Lord and people are getting saved. And like you said, healings and signs and wonders and, that's what I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, me too. And, you know, I think it really comes out of places like this. You know, like we're sitting here in IHOP, prayers being lifted up 24-7. You know, at some point, he's going to come answer. through. Yeah, at some point. And like, hey, I think we're, we might be entering into that season. You know, it has happened one day. It'd be a day just like this. Yeah. And whether it's here or wherever it is, yeah. there's been so much seed sown. Yeah. For that day. Yeah. Well, you're getting me all revved up here. I'm like yeah. wanting to be like, yeah, let's, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> and we can't make it happen. That's, no. that's the downside of, of a vision like that. You know, I like a vision that I can have a practical how to make it happen. Right. <laughs> this right. is a vision you can't make happen. Right. But you can right. keep asking and keep believing and keep fasting. And because that's ultimately the purpose of music, right? Yeah. Just to carry the presence. Yeah. That's, that's so good. Now uh, I'm going to have a couple other questions and then we'll, we'll let you go. But, um, Here's just a real like practical, like let's get to know Missy Edwards. So music, what's your vibe? What yeah. do you like? What's some of the music you listen to? Like, yeah. Attention pastors and ministry leaders. We want to invite you to an ATD leadership summit in Salt Lake City, Utah, July 26th through the 28th. This ATD leadership summit is for leaders from across America that carry a shared value of hosting the presence of God through day and night worship and prayer and gospel proclamation. Our Awaken the Dawn team will be hosting the event, including David Bradshaw, Matthew Lilly, and David Valier. When you join us for this summit, you will experience real and refreshing connection with like-hearted leaders in an informal, fun, and relational environment, including four free meals together. Teaching and training sessions catered to pioneering presence-centered ministry leaders, spirit-filled and life-giving times of worship, prophetic ministry, and prayer to refresh your heart, interactive breakout sessions and workshops to dialogue about practical ministry challenges, and a regional worship and prayer gathering 
the weekend after the summit. To learn more and register, go to awakenthedawn.com today. Again, join us for the ATD Leadership Summit in Salt Lake City, July 26th through the 28th. Register now at awakenthedawn.com. We can't wait to see you there. I'm very curious, uh, like your music taste, because I feel like it's wide and broad. Yeah, it's pretty there. wide and broad. Yeah. I, actually, I didn't grow up listening to any music, any secular music. I wasn't allowed to. I wasn't oh, even wow. allowed to listen to contemporary Christian music. So anything with a 2-4 beat was considered demonic. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> so a few years back, I really went on a music education, just wanted to listen to all kinds of things. So yeah, my taste is pretty broad. I mean, I love, I don't want, I, I hesitate to say, cause I don't want to lead anybody astray. Right. <laughs> cause right. they might be like, oh my God, she yeah. listens about that. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I went on a journey and I said, whatever moves my heart, I'm going to study it. I'm going to say, mm. is it the beat that's moving my heart? Is it the lyric? Is it the, the chord progression? Like what about this melody? Mm. What is it about this song? Like, so I walked around with Shazam or what do you call it? Shaz- what is it? Yeah, Shazam. Shazam yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if I was in a grocery store, if I was at a movie, if I was scanning through the radio station or if whatever, I was just, who is this? That moved wow. my heart and trying to kind of study what moves the heart. Um, but I try not to do a lot of secular music now. I did go through a couple of years where I listened to a lot just to study it. Yeah. And now I'm more just, again, I'm in it all day long. So right. when so I go home, absorbing. I don't want to. Right. I don't really want to listen to music. Right. I think that, you know, you saying the the moving thing, like you could feel that even in your music, like, you know, that not many worship leaders music moves me as much as some of the things that you've written. And I'm not saying that in flattery. The guy who's recording it will confirm. <laughs> I have said the same thing. Like I, I just I really love moving me music. Too. Like me too. the chord progressions, the melodies when they're really thought out and they're yes. intentional. Like if any of you songwriters out there, be intentional with your melodies. Like be intentional with your moments of music. I'll even go as far as to say this, like don't build so much. Like, you know, you you get what I'm saying? Like, like, (laughs) like stew in the moment, build the tension within the musical and melodic moments. Like, cause like, I think that's what heaven's like. It's like, let's follow the the wave. And like, it's not just like, you know, it's, it's you know, the there's space the low and it's the in between. The yeah, the in between. That's where See, the Daniel and Wise yes. is probably one of my favorite music producers. Yes, and you know he did. Um, what's her name that did Wrecking Ball? Wrecking Ball. Oh, Miley Cyrus. No, 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 no. Oh, not that Wrecking Ball. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like Miley Cyrus, right? <laughs> the one that, no, she, I'm not a huge fan of Elsers? her. Emma Lou Harris. Oh, yes. But I love uh, Daniel and Wise's production. Yeah. Because he leaves a lot of space. Yeah, yeah. And so. I love everything that he does. Yeah. So do you think that, like, just so people can understand when we're talking about this, this space, this musical kind of awareness, do you feel like that's something that really needs to be adopted more within worship? I think of worship as a corporate meditation, a corporate contemplation, the corporate mystic. Yes. Yeah. And if you're going to meditate, you have to slow down. I don't mean just in tempo. And I don't even just mean in repetition. I mean, you have to create space. Yes. Because yeah. otherwise, worship becomes a monologue instead yes. of a dialogue. Yeah. And he can't get a word in edgewise. It is just like, we're just like, beauty, 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 And then we check out and he's just like, uh, uh, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm trying. <laughs> right. Yeah. And we, he's just standing there like, 
what was that about? Why, yeah, I mean, what kind of relationship so would you want to be in where people just stand there? I mean, some, I guess if you're egocentric enough, but our right. God is not egocentric. Right. He's right. not just looking for a bunch of people to shout at him how beautiful he is. Right. And then jump around. And he wants to communicate. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That is, you got to leave that a little is so space. Good. That is so good. <laughs> it is like one of my heart's cries right now is when I talk to any worship team, I'm just like, hey, let's try not to build. <laughs> You're like yes. almost to the point where like I've had to almost correct myself a little bit. Like, cause I've missed some moments where like it actually calls for it. Yeah. But we've way overdone it. Yeah. Cause I've been so anti it where I'm just like, I've literally looked at a drummer and like threatened their life. Like, don't you dare, yeah. you know, like give I know. me the back beat, you know. I went through a phase where it was like, bill, bill, but bigger, bigger. And then I, I think you and I would have been part of the thing that created this thing. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's our fault, Misty. It's our fault. <laughs> yeah. Because we just build, everything is build, build, build. And, right. and now I'm, I'm with you a hundred percent. Yeah. Because it's too predictable and yeah. there's no space. Yeah. So I even tell my drummer, I'm like, just don't even touch the cymbal unless you're going to play more orchestral. Mm. Like a cymbal should be orchestral, melodic, mm. not just. Yeah. I think this is really good to talk about too, because there's different expressions, you know, and I think that it's really important to be able to lean into it, yes. you know, and, and also I feel like there is moments in time where there is a little bit more wind on certain things. And I really do feel the creating that space. I think that's where the, the future wind, is. Yeah, yeah. That I, exactly. Yeah. It's the best word, future. Yeah. Let's lean into that and let's champion it. Yeah. You know? And, and lead the room in a corporate contemplation. Yes. Um, yes. I don't know if I've heard that before. That is Yeah. Like where really you go good. in your mind when you meditate, facilitate that in a room. Yeah. If you can get the whole room or at least 50% of the room, visualizing the same thing at the same time, the same man at the same time and their hearts moving toward him at the same time. I mean, that's, that's when we become one really. Yeah. I just think of it as the corporate Madame Guyon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, that's excellent. I, I love that. Well, I don't want to keep you too long. So I'm going to ask you one last thing and then we'll go from there. And this is kind of like a broad question, but like, you know, take it whatever direction you'd like, but what do you kind of without, I, I don't want to go too deep into your life, but like, what are you experiencing with the Lord right now? Yeah. Just so people can maybe just get a little bit of an understanding, like maybe they're experiencing something with the Lord right now. I want to try to ask everybody this. Yeah. Just to kind of say, you know, what does your walk with Jesus look like right now? Yeah. In this specific season, like this yeah, specific in this, time. Yeah, in this season, yeah. Yeah, I would say I am undone. I'm trying to find a way to say it without it sounding cliche because it's very authentic language to me. I am undone by his perpetual desire for me. Yeah. Not just mercy. Oh, first mercy. <laughs> we, right. I need mercy. Yeah, we all do. Yes. But that even in the mercy, it's because he wants, he, his desire for us is so strong. Like we're not just a project to make him look good. Like a mercy project. Right. That's part of what we do. But that he actually, John 17, desires that word desire is wow. so strong that I don't annoy him, that he's not tolerating me, that he's not just being merciful or patient or kind. All of those things I love about him, but that desire gets me because he's so unrelenting. No matter how many times I have ran away from him, I have, I mean, my story is complex. And the whole way through, he's like, I want you. I want you. I want your heart. I want your mind. I want your soul. And I'm not going to relent until I get you. And so 
that makes me want to respond to him in the same way. If you're going to be so wholehearted, then I'll, I'll do the same thing back to you. So that's kind of where I am right now. I'm really moved by his desire because it's so relentless. And I know what I deserve. You know, I know where I should be and that he's still as persistent as he was when I was in my twenties. It's just very moving to me. Wow. That, that is really, really good. I think we all need to get a little bit of that perspective. Like, yeah, his mercy, but then not, not only that he really, Yeah. I love that you said we're not a project to make him look better. Yeah. Cause I think sometimes, I mean, I find myself living under that sometimes. I think a lot of people find themselves living under that almost getting lost in this mass purpose, yeah, which is good. And, you know, like the purpose of fulfilling the kingdom of God, but then we forget that he just loves us. He desires us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we are, we are trophies of his grace and we right. are demonstrations of his mercy. And this is beautiful. You know, Israel is a story of mercy, but Israel is also a story of desire. Yeah. Cause it's one thing to be kind. It's another thing to want. You know what I mean? Yeah. And oh, I need yeah. both. I need kindness and desire. <laughs> but I do need kindness, so I never want to downplay that. <laughs> wow. Not to overstate something, but I really feel that I could change people's lives. It changed that perspective, my life. You know, changed my life. And really leaning into that. And one other thing I want to touch on that you said was that he desires you just as much now that he did in your 20s. Yeah. So a large portion of our listening audience is, you know, Gen Z, millennials, and I think sometimes in, in our head, we think when we get beyond that, that like the fire dies and, yeah. and that uh, we no longer have like this calling. But like, that is not true. No. Like the, to me, the days get brighter. Yeah, I'm 34, but like even some of these younger guys I'm able to like bring up, I have more fulfillment from that than being on a stage yeah. in front of tens of thousands. That's yeah. whatever. Well, and he's an all-consuming fire. Right. So that he's constantly consuming. He's not going out. And I think in our culture, maybe every culture, we're so infatuated and in love with the beginning of love. Yes. All of our movies end at the beginning of love. The books end at the beginning of love. Most of our music ends at the beginning of love. Most, if you're like me, you're in love with the beginning of love. Right. In relationships, I'm like, I like it to a point and then I'm like, okay, yeah. <laughs> peace out. <laughs> I like the beginning of love, right? right? Right, And I think we approach God the same way and we think, oh, he loses interest or we lose interest just like we would in a relationship, but he's all consuming fire. So he, he's actually grows. It doesn't, in fact, we're at the beginning of love until we die with him. We're going to live for billions of years. Yeah. Like this is the beginning of love right. for the next 90 years. Right. <laughs> we got it made. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That you're dropping some bombs Misty, today. I mean, just like, wow, that is so good. I think anyone that's listening to this, like lean into that, lean into he desires you just as much as he did in the beginning. Yeah. And it, it only gets better. And you're still at the beginning when you die. Yeah. Wow. And that's a whole nother <laughs> thing. Like you're blowing my mind here. Like it's kind of, it's almost one of those things where you want to like scream with glee, but then also rock in a corner. <laughs> yeah. When you really contemplate it, it's like one of those things that's like both beautiful and terrifying all at the same like time. When I was a kid on my swing set going forever, forever, <laughs> yes. forever, forever, right. and then get oh, terrified. Oh gosh. Yeah. That's literally me going to sleep every single night. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, good night. <laughs> Eternity. <laughs> you know? No, but that, that's amazing. So if you would leave the people with one thought, anybody, creatives or accountants or whatever, that are listening, uh, what would that be before yeah. we let you go? I would say he wants you, he desires you, and he wants an equally yoked love. He wants a response that's equal to his, not in size, but in all. 
And so if you really believe he wants you, then let's give him our all. There's no other response. If you really believe it, I mean, most of us don't actually believe it, but if mm. you believe it and you know a little bit of who he is, the God of all creation, the Genesis one God, like if we believed half of what we talk about as Christians, if we even believed half of it, our minds would be like, Psh. right. So I'd say, believe it and then respond. That's really good. Hey, I think after this episode, I feel like you and I just need a talk show. Let's okay? do it. Yeah. Like the Misty and David show. That would be so and fun. And we could just talk about whatever, you It'd know. Be so fun. Uh, I, I really think we'd have a blast. We would. You know, we you could, can we just could talk keep, a little dreadlocks in there. Yeah. You could, you could just keep <laughs> dropping these bombs. I'll just keep the, you know, I'll just kind of be the funny guy in the no, corner. and like, Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> wow. But thank you so much, Misty, for uh, taking the time to join us. And uh, it's yeah. just been, it's been this a real honor. And I'm sure we'll be doing more things together and hearing more stuff. Can I ask you one more question before yeah, I let you go? of course. Are we looking maybe, let's say, if even if it's five, ten years down the road, another Misty Edwards album at some point? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I mean, I miss recording. I miss creating. Yeah. I love the process. So I'm sure I will write more songs and yeah. create. I don't know. Maybe a live album. I don't know. Yeah, there's, oh, I do love your live stuff. It's, 90% of stuff is live. The last one I did was in the studio, and I liked that album, but it lacked the oomph. Mm, mm. Something about live. Yeah, well, I'll be cheering you on over here if you if you decide to do it, and then well, I'll, I'll you. send you like a every six months text, say, just please record now. Please, <laughs> please, 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 please. I'd like to redo some stuff, actually. Yeah, that would, that would be awesome. Well, again, thank you so much for listening to the Jesus Movement podcast. That was presented by Awaken the Dawn, and uh, you'll be hearing much more from our host, Matthew Lilly, myself, and maybe even others. And we have all kinds of guests coming on. And so we appreciate you and tune in for more. And we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. We would love for you to hit follow or subscribe in whatever app you're using so that you can continue to get episodes like this every month. If you enjoyed today's episode, do us a favor and please share it with your friends and post it on social media. Be sure to tag Awaken the Dawn in your post so that we can reshare that with all of our friends as well. If you're tuning in on Apple, please leave us a rating or a review. And if you're on YouTube, give us that thumbs up like button and leave us a comment and let us know what you thought of today's episode. And we really appreciate it. Finally, please visit our website at awakenthedawn.com. You can find out more about our ministry and movement, and you can also make a donation to help support this podcast and the Awaken the Dawn ministry. Thank you again for tuning in today, and don't forget, Jesus changes everything.